It's a great day to live for Jesus. This is the In the Word podcast with Pastor Mike Grover, a chapter-by-chapter devotional journey through the New Testament where we will browse the background, discover the doctrine, and practice the principles of God's Word for us today. Today in the Word, we are in John chapter number one. In our last episode, we finished up the Gospel of Mark, and rather going into the uh, third synoptic gospel, the Gospel of Luke, I decided I would jump over to John, and when we finish up, John will go back to Luke just for the sake of variety. So we're in John chapter number one, and the Gospel of John's an incredible gospel. It's known uh, or been called the Gospel of Belief. Over in John chapter 20, in the last two verses, it really gives us the reason for the gospel, the purpose of its writing. And in John 20, 30, it says, And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. So the stated purpose of the Gospel of John is that people that read it might believe in order to have eternal life. Man, what a great purpose. So John is the fourth Gospel, or some have said it's the fourth part of the fourfold Gospel, seeing Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as really just the testament of Jesus Christ in four parts from four different perspectives. Now, John is different than the other three the most. Um, We call the other three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the synoptic gospels because they somewhat parallel each other. John is uh, completely different from those. Now, we know there's a difference somewhat in audience, like Matthew presents Jesus as the king of the Jews, and it's mainly the audience would be the Jewish audience. We have Mark with all the action, and that's more of a Roman audience. We see Christ as the servant. Luke is to the Gentiles or the Greeks who seek after wisdom. Uh, Luke has probably got the most details, and there Christ is presented as the Son of Man. But in John's Gospel, we have really the broadest audience. It's like written to the world, and its primarily purpose is to show Jesus as the Son of God. Some have said John was written to the second generation of Christians to remind them just who Jesus is. Now, Mark and Luke, I mean, excuse me, Matthew and Luke begin with an account of Christ's birth and and earlier life, where John skips over all that. John begins with Christ's uh, eternity and his eternal being. And uh, in the beginning, it says in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, capital W, referring to a proper noun, referring to Christ. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Then it says, all things were made by him, and without him there was not anything made that was made. So we begin in John right out of the gate telling us that Jesus Christ is the eternal God, God the Son. So John starts with the eternal nature of Christ, skipping his birth and childhood, and really just jumps to what's kind of one of the prominent themes of the gospel, and that is the deity of Jesus Christ, that Christ is God. And his deity is just really prominent throughout. 
Um, we have the seven I am's of Christ, and we know the, the name for God in the Old Testament, Jehovah, is the idea of the I am. Well, there's seven I am's. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he will be saved. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. Uh, I am the way, truth, and the light. No man can come to the Father but by me. And then in John 15, he says, I am the true vine. So Jesus gives us these seven word pictures of deity, the seven, that number of divine completion or perfection. And then we have the seven miracles or signs of Christ in the gospel as well. And so you got all this going on. And another component about John's gospel is the nine, the nine last chapters of John's gospel uh, all are just talking about the Passion Week, the last week of his life on earth. So John is really focused on you know, the ministry years, those later years, and particularly nearly half of the Gospels focused on just the last week of Christ's earthly life. So this Gospel of belief shows us that Jesus is truly the Son of God, God in the flesh, and that by listening and, and learning this and reading it, we can come to belief and eternal life. As a matter of fact, the Greek word for believe, pistuo, is used nearly 100 times in John's Gospel. One-third of all the references to believing in the entire Bible are found in the Gospel of John. So it's not a stretch to say that more people have probably come to faith in Christ through hearing and reading John's Gospel than any other portion of Scripture. So it is the Gospel of belief. But I thought it was interesting. There's two different Greek words that both mean no, gnosko and oida. And uh, they're used 131 times in John's epistle. So how do we believe? It's knowing, it's believing, it's understanding. And so this is a great, great gospel. So excited about digging into it. This morning in John 1, I want to look at verses um, 11 through 14 in particular in our devotion. It says in John 11, it's, oh, excuse me, John chapter 1, verse 11, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them he gave the power, or the authority, or the right to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So this passage, John 1, 11 through 14, man, has a, uh, a great low and a great high in it. The low would be what we see there in verse 11, how that he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Just imagining that that the creator of the world steps into his own creation. And rather than finding reception from those who knew him, his own, and particularly probably the Jews, says they did not receive him. They rejected him. Man, what a low in this passage. After setting out Christ as the eternal God, the word made flesh, and the goes on to describe him coming to this earth, but not being received, 
being rejected, being put aside. That's the low of this passage. But then we have this incredibly high high. It says, but as many as received him, man, that's whosoever will, to them he gave the authority, the power, the right to become the sons of God. So as many as received him, he gave this birthright, this acceptance, this authority uh, to be the sons of God, to be the sons and the daughters of God, the children. So think about the privilege of belief. In believing in Jesus Christ, we are granted a right to be known as his children. I think it's crazy how when you you look around the world and how people are just always wrestling and struggling and demanding their rights. And people are looking at rights in so many different directions. But you think about the greatest right or privilege that we could be granted would be to be called a child of God, yet you don't see people clawing and fighting to get in that door. And what a privilege of belief. What a privilege that God has opened that door for us in the first place. And what a privilege that he comes and seeks us out and he grants us faith to be able to enter into that door. Man, the application of this is just so super clear. Man, if God went to such great lengths and stooped to such a great low to bring us salvation, how could I not go to any length to serve and to please him. So the word for today in our devotion is this, recognize the privilege of belief. It's the highest honor that we could possibly have to be called the sons and the daughters of God. Thank you for listening today to In the Word. Join us every Tuesday and Friday for new episodes as we continue our devotional journey through the New Testament.